You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Glory, glory, glory. Amen. Ask him to speak to you this morning. I want to hear you, Lord, that which you have for me. I don't want to miss it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. This morning, I, I have a word from God, something the Lord told me to unmask this morning. Just open up. He showed me something and he says, bring it here. Open it up. Expose it. And initially, I was trying to find a different title because I know that, you know, in this day and age where you know, we, we don't want to be too deep. <laughs> and we don't, we don't want to engage too much with forces of darkness. Amen, am I? Yeah. In this day and age, when we read the scripture, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We end it with, with wrestle not, full stop. We, we don't wrestle. We, we, we just, just worship God. Yes, we worship God. But there are forces that you also need to deal with. So I was trying to find another title, but I realized that it would be foolish of me to do that because he spoke an exact, he, when he spoke a word to me, he didn't mean words. He didn't say, maybe you can change it a little. So let me share with you. I was praying. In fact, we were praying with some, you know, a group of ministers, we were praying and we had just an intense time pressing in and pressing in. And as we were doing that, the Lord opened my eyes. And I saw an incredible scene. Someone once asked me, Pastor, when you say you saw, what are you talking about? How do you see? I, look, if you asked me 30 years ago, I'll tell you. Now it's normal to see. So I don't know how to explain it. And come to me after church. Let's not get into that. <laughs> And he opened my eyes, and while we were praying, I saw beings, some strange beings, all right? Not human beings. And they had all kinds of contraptions, all sorts of things. They were carrying things, and they were running. And they were going very far. And I saw them as far as they went, I could still see them. And they carried all kinds of things, digging implements, different things you can imagine. They were carrying and they were running ahead. And I was watching us. We were here. We were praying. And they were far. They left from where we were and they were going, going far. And so from where I was, I saw when they stopped. And when they stopped, they started placing the things they were carrying where they stopped. And they started, the ones who had stuff to dig up, started digging, started, there was all kinds of chaos. There were things just happening there, and I'm watching. And I'm thinking, what is all this? And that's why I'm going to tell you what this is called. The Lord said to me, those are demonic forerunners. 
Have you ever heard that? I've never heard it too. <laughs> he says, what did I say? <laughs> he says they are demonic forerunners. They are the spirits that are assigned to go quickly ahead. And when they get ahead, they begin to put obstructions. And they begin to dig up the ground. And they begin to cause chaos. And a ground that was level, they begin to unsettle it. And so he said to me, you need to bring this before my people today. And let them know that there are demonic foreigners that they did not know existed. That have gone ahead. And are waiting for you to arrive. Okay. You see why I wanted to change the message and the title. Because you know we, we, are, we don't focus. Satan said, mm -mm. But when he says something, he wants to do something. And interestingly, you're going to see as we continue, that during the week, Pastor kept leading us. <laughs> he kept leading us in some prayer. So at some point, I wanted to come up and say, um, prevailing women is canceled. Because he has preached it all. <laughs> So if you're not concentrating now, you've missed it already. And I was like, what else am I going to say? And the Lord laughed and said, ah, he came. He too is your forerunner. <laughs> there are spirits that go ahead of you even while you are here and you were happy and things are going well we were in the place of prayer declaring things we did not realize that there are some spirits on assignment that their only assignment is just to go and wait in front for you to arrive there now, do you remember, Pastor has shared this testimony, this story about Pastor Sam. I don't know if Pastor Sam shared it here himself, but I know Pastor has shared it. Where he went somewhere to minister, and when he was there, he saw the Lord open his eyes, and he was seeing, you know, demonic spirits, like the principalities and all of that in the region where he was. And they gathered, and he was watching them. While they were talking and saying, what happened? How did this guy get here? With all that was put on the way, how did he arrive here? Why did no one stop him? Now listen, the enemy cannot be asking, how did he get here if things were not put in place? There were obstructions, there were chains, 
there were things the enemy positioned ahead of him to make sure he doesn't arrive at that point. And when he arrived there and started wrecking havoc, Satan gathered his people and said, what, what's happening here? What's happening? How did this man get here? And the one who came from his village, his fall, the, the demonic forerunner, came up and said, these are the chains. These are the chains that are used. But he keeps breaking free. He keeps breaking free. You can't keep him down. I did what I was supposed to do. Now, let me tell you something. Those demonic foreigners do what they're supposed to do. The problem is if you don't do what you're supposed to do. And what God is wanting us to do, you know, when you are pressing in there and he begins to, to expose what the enemy has been hiding. He begins to expose the things he thought he had kept secretly and the weapons he was using quietly. That's the same reason why a child that you saw that you were bringing up in the way of the Lord, you were watching that child in the house of God jumping and tumbling and shouting hallelujah. You know how the little ones just shout hallelujah. And if you came from my household where sometimes the children, when they were little, they want to lay hands on you. I think most children did that. Where they want to lay and they want you to fall under the anointing. And you must fall because they are powerful. And all of that, you see all of that happening. And you're like, thank you, Lord. Ah, this child of mine loves the Lord. It's happening. And the enemy says, it's okay. Stay there and celebrate. There's something I have placed. I've sent my forerunner to go ahead and wait for that child. I wish I knew the things I know today. Because there are things I would have bulldozed long ago. But it's not too late. But he's saying to you, even if that child is still in your womb, you can begin to scatter the things that the child will meet in varsity. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to read a scripture in Luke. Luke chapter 22. Luke 22. Luke 22, from 1 to 6, and then I'll go further down. And now the feast of unleavened bread drew nigh, which is called, uh, do you want to put the New King James? I see it's amplified. Now the feast of the unleavened bread drew nigh, which is called Passover. And the chief priests and the scribes sought how they might kill him, for they feared the people. Stop here for a minute. Then Satan entered. Then entered Satan into Judas, surnamed Iscariot. 
I'm reading the King James, so I, I like the NKJV. Then Satan entered Judas, surnamed Iscariot, who was numbered among the twelve. There was a feast about to happen. There was an agenda in place. And the enemy needed somebody. He needed a forerunner. The Bible says Satan entered into Judas. I'm not calling anyone here. (laughs) Demonic. (laughs) But please be very careful. That you don't become fit for the enemy's use. The Bible says in a house, in a great house, there are many vessels. Some for honor and some for dishonor. If anyone sanctifies himself, if you prepare yourself, then he will make you fit for the master's use as a vessel of honor. It means if you can be fit as a vessel of honor, you can be fit as a vessel of dishonor. Judas, when the enemy was looking, who can I go to? He's checking. I'm looking deep in your heart. He comes and he's checking. He says, ooh, this one is fit. I can see. (laughs) Okay. And he saw and entered into Judas. Verse 4, and he went his way and he communed with the chief priests and captains how he might betray him unto them. And they were glad and covenanted to give him money. And he promised and sought opportunity to betray him unto them in the presence of the multitude. I'm not going to stay too long on this scripture because I want to go somewhere else. All I wanted to point out is how Satan can enter into a person and use the person where you did not think you could be used. How he can enter into a person and the person becomes suitable for him And all of a sudden, you are responsible for the bringing down of someone else. All of a sudden, you are responsible for what is going on in the life of your sister. Because you were suitable for him to use. And then, some people don't know that what they are agreeing to now They are setting someone else up. Ah, Jesus is Lord. I remember praying one time and in fact, I had to like pull back a little so that there isn't chaos. You know, when the enemy anoints certain people to go ahead and wait to destroy the work you have been building. You've been working, you've been building, you've been following. And he's waiting in front. And he has gathered some of his people that are fit. And waiting ahead for you. I started praying some prayers. 
when I saw certain things. And it got so dangerous that at some point, pastor said, come, show mercy. I said, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. If you want me, I want you too. If you want to have me, I will get you first. Before you slay me, I will finish you. Pastor has been saying, be very careful. This is not a time to attack me. So I want you to announce to those demonic foreigners ahead. I see you. And I'm coming for you. I want us to read Acts chapter 23. Hallelujah. We are going somewhere and we are going to tear down. We're going to tear down some contraptions. Amen. Acts 23, I'm going to read from verse 12. And when it was day, this is about Paul, when he was going to be taken to Agrippa. When it was day, certain of the Jews banded together and bound themselves under a curse. <laughs> Saying that they would neither eat nor drink till they had killed Paul. I'm trying to move on, but as I read this, I see that this is the story of someone. I see it. I'm trying to continue reading. The plan is not to pause, but it's the story of someone where the enemy has banded together and saying, mm, wait and see. Ah, let's try and move. As you hear the word, take the word. If I am receiving that it belongs to someone, I hope the person it belongs to is receiving it too. And there were more than 40 which had made this conspiracy. And they came to the chief priests and elders and said, we have bound ourselves under a great curse that we will not eat nothing until we have slain Paul. Now therefore, ye with the council signify to the chief captain that he bring him down unto you tomorrow, as though you would inquire something more perfectly concerning him. And we, or ever he come near, are ready to kill him. Amen. And when Paul's sister's son heard of this line in wait, he went and entered into the castle and told Paul. I'm going to stop here for now in verse 16. So there were some plans ahead. There were some plans that they had been preparing and said, this is what we want. We want to slay him. We are going to kill him. But he does not know because he's supposed to be going. To Agrippa. As a matter of fact, I think in the, let's see, in verse 11, and the night following, the Lord stood by him, by Paul, and said, Be of good cheer, Paul, for as thou hast testified of me in Jerusalem, so must thou bear witness also at Rome. So, Paul was going somewhere. <laughs> 
Just like you are going somewhere. Just like God has spoken to you and you are heading somewhere. Just as he has spoken over your family and you are on the track to what he has said. He says, don't, don't worry about it. You are going to stand before him. And while God had spoken, from verse 12 you start to see that there were some demonic, some Satan-inspired people who were busy with their own plans. And they said, we will slay him. But what happened when they were making those plans? Paul's sister's son heard of their lying in wait. And he went and entered into the castle and told Paul, this is exactly what happened with me. As they were busy carrying their contraptions, carrying the things that they were using to obstruct us. As they were busy putting together, the Lord just opened my eyes. Just to see. Do you see what they're doing? Do you see? And as long as you can see. There's a scripture, I quote it, I love it, that says that is in vain. It is in vain that a, a snare or the net or a trap is set before a bird. There's a translation that I like how it puts it. I wish I can find it. Yes. Good news says... It does no good to spread a net when the bird you want to catch is watching. What's the use? So as I was watching, of what use was it that they were rushing, coming together? Gathering and putting things in place. Of what use if I was aware? Our problem is we're not aware. We don't know what he's doing. But God is wanting to open eyes today. When Munewa was praying, she was saying even a word for generations to come. There is no greater thing I know that he could have said to you today than this. Because it affects generations. While I was standing behind and someone walked in here, the moment she walked past me, the Lord spoke to me about her. I'm not calling her out publicly. Spoke to me clearly. Said there are things happening in this life that is not just about her. The enemy is targeting generations to come. He says, what he's targeting is not just her, but she's like the entryway. So the thing she's experiencing is just an entrance. When they were busy putting together their plans, I was watching. Amen. It does no good to spread a net when the bird you want to catch is watching. But people like that are setting up a trap for themselves. A trap in which they will die. That's what the Bible says. I didn't say it. 
Hallelujah. Then Paul, let's go back to verse 17. Then Paul called one of the centurions unto him and said, Bring this young man unto the chief captain, for he had a certain thing to tell him. So he took him and brought him to the chief captain and said, Paul the prisoner called me unto him and prayed me to bring this young man unto thee, for, had, for who had something to say unto thee. Then the chief captain took him by the hand and went with him aside privately and asked him, What is that, what is that thou hast to say, to tell me? And then he said, The Jews have agreed to desire thee that thou would, wouldest bring down Paul tomorrow. Okay, you know King James, eh? And he said, the, <laughs> the Jews have agreed to us that you bring Paul down. Okay, so the reason I'm reading this King James as much as I would have liked N NKJV, is because the prints are really large. <laughs> so I can see it from afar. <laughs> okay. Let's go back to 19. Then the chief captain took him by the hand and went with him aside privately and asked him, what is that thou hast to tell me? Verse 20. And he said, the Jews have agreed to desire thee that thou wouldest, I, I asked for NKJV. And he said, the Jews have agreed. I think they're playing with me over there. Hey? <laughs> and he said, the Jews have agreed to ask that you bring Paul down to the council tomorrow as though they were going to inquire more fully about him. 21. But do not yield to them for more than 40 of them lie, wait, lie in wait for him. Men who have bound themselves by an oath that they will neither eat nor drink till they have killed him. And now they are ready, waiting for the promise from you. Verse 22. Now they are ready. You know, it's like going on that journey and you get to that point. And that's the point where they are ready. But it's in vain that they have gathered. It is in vain that they are waiting. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> so the commander let the young man depart and commanded him, tell no one that you have revealed these things to me. Keep going. And he called for two centurions saying, prepare 200 soldiers, 70 horsemen, and 200 spearmen to go to Caesarea at the third hour of the night. I love this. Hallelujah. Maybe you're not seeing what I'm seeing. The moment... You become aware of the conspiracy of the enemy. The moment you know that this is what he wants to do, you prepare yourself. You were unprepared before because you did not know. But the moment you know, the moment he opened my eyes to see, I girded up myself and I started to speak. And destroy. You know how when you're traveling or going somewhere, whether going to work, wherever, and there are the signs on the road and they tell you about maybe road works or something or an accident, an incident they say. An incident on entry, wherever. 
And they tell you it's going to take two hours or delay of whatever time. Because you are aware. Because you have been told. Because you did not start the journey or you're not going on the journey blindly. You can have, make informed decisions. You can decide, then I will not go this route. You can choose what to do when you know. Or you can decide, you know what? I will go and I'll wait. It's up to you, really. But the moment you know, you know what to do. The moment they heard. Pastor has shared this a few times, how I was in an airplane crash. And before I left, the Lord showed me in a dream the night before. And I was very clear that I was going to be in that situation. And then I said, we were both together, but I was leaving before him. And then I decided, you know what, I'm not going anywhere. Because I cannot see what I've seen. Do you understand the value of foresight? I cannot see what I've seen and still go. But the Lord said, you will go. See, like the traffic I'm telling you about, sometimes you know there's traffic where you go. The Lord said, you will go. And I'm like, no, Lord. <laughs> I will not go. He says, you will go. Because your presence there will preserve lives. So, I did not say, whoo, glory to God. Let's go. I was shaking and I didn't want to go. And I dragged my feet and I got to the airport. And when I got to the airport, the counter had closed. Checking, ah, they, I said, oh. So when I went there and I said, oh, they've closed. I said, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> and then I turned back. And as I was leaving, someone called me. Hi. Are you wanting to go on this flight? I said, yes, but it's closed. <laughs> flight is closed. And, they, and she said to me, she said to me, no, it's okay, I'll take you. We'll run. She said, we will run. I will take you. And I, I was crying inside, Lord, Lord. And we got on that flight. And we went and... Yes, all hell broke loose. But I want you to know something that happened, which Pastor never shares with you, though he knows. While this was happening and I was praying, I was speaking because, you see, the Lord sent me there. He had shown me ahead of time. So he sent me, he says, you are, your presence is to preserve lives. So while I was praying, the enemy spoke to me and said to me, stop praying. You know you will not die. Yeah. He said, leave the rest. He said, stop praying. You know that you won't die. Mind your business. I said, ah, this is my business. They are my business. I am here on assignment. I didn't come for the ride. Why would I come for the ride? For turbulence and, uh, and whatever was going on. And engine that's not what I came for. He sent me to preserve lives. And so when the enemy knew 
that he was not going to succeed. He tried to convince me. He tried to negotiate with me. And he said, leave them. You know. He said, even when it crashes. He said, when? He says, even when it crashes, you will not die. But leave them. And I said, no. I will not leave them. Guess why I was able to do that? Hallelujah. Because before that, so I'm speaking to you on demonic foreigners, but I want you to know that even you can be a foreigner. That even you can go. There's no other way to dislodge what he has put in place. If you don't know how to get there. Yeah. If you don't know how to get there, what are you going to do about the stuff he's done? So when he was doing, making all that noise, I already knew. Now, if I had not seen what I saw and I was on that plane, I promise you, I would not have been thinking of anyone else. I would have been saying, Lord, ha -ha, think about my children. Oh, Father, deliver me. My mind would not have gone to anyone else. I would have been self-preserving. Save me, oh God. And I would have been giving him 101 reasons why I should be preserved. Why my life should not be cut short. I would have been telling him how he must give his angels charge over me. I would have told him all that. But it was necessary for foresight. How did we get here? The moment they got the news that this was the plan, put back the scripture for me, that this was the plan, they prepared. And God is bringing this word to you today. Because even though the enemy clothed himself in darkness and in secrecy. God is stripping him naked before us this morning. Hallelujah. Once again, let's read that. And he called two centurions saying, prepare 200 soldiers, 70 horsemen, 200 spearmen to go to Caesarea at the third hour of the night and provide mounts to set Paul on and bring him safely to Felix, the governor. Hallelujah. Just like by the grace of God and by the instruction of God, I was able to bring to safety everyone on that aircraft. You are going to bring to safety everyone in your family. If you had the means of seeing what is ahead of your child. If you could just see, if you had a glimpse to see 
what the enemy planned. Now, I want you to know that there are things I've seen. I've seen the plot of the enemy. But I've also seen beyond the plot of the enemy. You know, sometimes you can be in a situation and because you did not know ahead, you fell into the trap and you were busy wrestling in the situation. But I want you to know that beyond the situation you're wrestling, I've also seen after the situation. The path of the righteous is like a shining light. It gets brighter and brighter. Hallelujah. So everything that is used to obstruct your path. One time, Pastor and I, we were praying. And as we were praying, we were praying for our children. And we continued to pray. And the Lord said, what you are doing right now, you are laying tracks for them. You are laying tracks that they will travel on. And when their children come, they will travel on those tracks. So when you start seeing something different, you pluck them from that place and forcefully put them back on the track. Because I have seen the track that the Lord has prepared. Glory to God. If my eyes can just open. If your eyes can just open. If you can have the spirit of revelation. The wonders of perception. Of insight. If you can see. Then you can mess up the plans of the enemy. When you go home, continue to read about Paul's journey in the book of Acts. And you see that the plan of the enemy did not prosper. This is a plan that would have prospered. Do you know that it's a plan that would have prospered? If nobody saw it, if nobody heard it. Oh, the reason why sometimes we're where we are is because we did not see ahead. We did not hear as we should. And so we got into a mess. You went there because it looked like a good path. You went there because it looked promising. Little did you know that the enemy had cooked up and prepared things and said, when you get to this point, this is where your destruction will come. As a matter of fact, some of us are even on the path set before us by God. And as we're following that path, what I saw, these beans were in a hurry. They were not waiting. They were rushing, carrying all sorts of things, hurrying. As men of God, women of God, we're in prayer. <laughs> we were praying. They were rushing ahead of us. Rushing. To say, I can't do anything about where you are right now. But let me go. I, want, I will meet you in front. But I said, you can't meet me in front. I will go 
Shall I pursue? Shall I overtake? Will I recover all? They said, pursue. Overtake. Surely you will recover. In your case, go ahead. Dismantle. Clear the path. Oh, I want to read, you know, John the Baptist. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Isaiah 40. Whew, glory to God. From verse 3. It says, a voice of one is calling out. Clear the way for the Lord in the wilderness. Um, um, I choose to read in the Amplified, but keep it on NKJV. Clear the way for the Lord in the wilderness. Remove the obstacles. Uh, excuse me. Obstacles in the way of the Lord. I don't understand that. Are you checking it with me? Prepare the way of the Lord. Clear the way of the Lord. Remove obstacles. Make straight and smooth in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised and every mountain and hill be made known. Is someone seeing this? This preparation was for the Lord. For the coming of the Lord. Prepare the way. Remove obstacles. Exalt valleys. Level mountains. What is that mountain before the Lord? I'm glad at least someone is getting it. showing you is that if John the Baptist had to be a forerunner to come and clear the way you think you don't need to clear anything it wasn't just oh Jesus is coming I just came to announce the coming of no it says level mountains the obstacles level it those things ahead level it because the lord is coming nothing obstructs him when he comes let valleys let those ditches be filled up oh thank you jesus let me read it in my amplified and let the rough ground become a plain do you know what I saw? I saw digging up and messing up the ground. Making a road that is supposed to be smooth, rough. But if there's a forerunner in this house, as I am one, we will go ahead and we'll begin to make smooth. Make smooth the way. 
and the rugged places a broad valley. And the glory and majesty and splendor of the Lord will be revealed. And all humanity shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. Amen. Hallelujah. You can go ahead. So what God showed me is those foreigners that went, but he wasn't just showing me to say, ah, you are in trouble. No, he was awakening me to the fact that I too am a forerunner. That I too, even though they've gone, that I too can go ahead and begin to work on that road. And I sat down, I'm like, this is good. Life will not be as complicated. Imagine if before you get to a certain office, you know some of the things you're facing in that office, it was planted for you, waiting for you to come. Uh, you, 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 the, even, it's like the walls of Jericho. You may think it was just that war was there. It has always been there. When they came, they just met the war. Oh. In your case, it might not be the same. There are certain things the enemy puts ahead of time. And you think, how did they know I was coming? Uh, they knew. And by the time you got there, imagine if you were getting into that place. And before you get there, some of you today are having the biggest issues with bosses. My boss and my this and my that. Because you did not clear the way. <laughs> because you did not make straight the path. I'm not saying you are not going to face opposition. But I'm saying that the greater one is in you. And when you face, sometimes you've dealt with something. Have you ever seen someone who comes to testify of an accident or a near accident? It has already been taken care of, but you see signs that this is what the enemy wanted to do. So sometimes you can even get into that place and it's still challenging or you see some things. It's just to show what the enemy prepared. But you need to know how to clear the path. I'm speaking to myself. Because he showed me first, showing me that there are obstacles that the enemy is planting ahead and letting me know that it's necessary for me to demolish it, Amen. to clear it out. Amen. And he's bringing the same word to you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You may have started this journey. If you don't take this seriously, I'm sorry for tomorrow. Because you may have started this journey and you're like, I don't need this word because everything is looking good. Oh, the lines are falling for me in pleasant places. Oh, it's looking so good. And you are happy and enjoying it because things are happening. But you're not aware that there's something ahead. Am I scaring you? Or is it to bring fear? It's not to bring fear. Because it is in vain. 
that the trap is laid before the bird. So if I'm coming today to say, look, I'm announcing, I'm proclaiming, then you know how to handle the things that are before you. So today I can sit back and, and like I was saying to you, I was saying I wish I knew certain things before. But what I know now, ah, I'm going to make some paths straight. Mountains will be leveled. For generations to come, Munewa. For my children's children's children. Did some forefathers not prepare a way for the difficult things you are facing today? There were some covenants made. You were not even born. But it was put in place before you came. And then you come minding your own business, following your own path, without knowing that there is what has been, what has gone ahead of you. Forerunners that went and put things in place and said, you will meet us. And then you think you will not wake up and stop the psychedelic Christianity. You think you will not wake up and begin to take the word of God. And deal with certain things. You think you will still be sophisticated about stuff? There are things I can be sophisticated about. When it comes to the destiny of my children. My destiny. Or the work God has put in my hands. That the enemy is fighting. We fight to the finish. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You can send the word of God ahead of you. I'm just going to round up quickly with a few things. Send the word ahead. Send the word ahead. As you are going, even before you get there, begin to announce, lift up your hands. You know those obstructions? You know those gates? You know those things that have been placed? There's someone here, even your husband's business. Your husband, it's as if there's a gate that has been erected so that he cannot move forward and you are in dire need. But he has that business. When he started, it was looking good. And you thought, ah, we're going from glory to glory. You did not know, you had not seen that there was a gate that was constructed in the spirit and put there. And saying, he will meet this gate here. And you're having issues and you're thinking, what kind of problem is this? You know, the smallest, you're easily, easily triggered. The smallest thing that happens, you quarrel because of the situation. Now you are going to go from being the quarreling, nagging wife to being the forerunner 
to being the one who will announce, who will stand up and begin to call and say, lift up your head, all ye gates. Lift up your head, you obstruction. When the Bible talks about scripture, lift up your heads or you get. Be ye lifted up, ye everlasting door, that the King of glory may come in. Who is the King of glory? He is the Lord, strong and mighty. Mighty in battle. You also, you can also begin to announce. Lift up your head, O ye gate. Be ye lifted up, you obstruction. That Eric Bapetel may come in. Hallelujah. You begin to declare certain things. You begin to call the name of that man's business. You begin to call the name of your children. Begin to speak into whatever the situation is. And you command them, lift up your head. Lift up your head. Send the word. Let the word go before you. Be ye lifted up. Be ye lifted up. Can you begin to shout? Lift up your head. Enough of trying to find a way around the obstruction. Enough of looking for corners to take around the obstruction when you can say, Come on, lift up your head. Lift up your head, you obstruction. Lift up your head. You gate, lift up your head. You gate, lift up your head. I command you in the name of Jesus. You gate of obstruction, lift up your head. Lift up your head. Why? Because I'm coming in. I'm coming in because I'm coming in. Why? Because we are coming in. Because my family is passing through the gate. You gate of obstruction. I don't care what gate. Send the word as a forerunner. Send it as a forerunner. Can you give me two more minutes? Hallelujah. Give me a couple of minutes. Send his word as a forerunner. Exodus 23. I'm just repeating. I told you Pastor Eric was a forerunner here. <laughs> Exodus 23, 27 to 30. We read this. Exodus 23. Once you have seen the obstructions, once your eyes have opened, and let me just tell you, even if you didn't see it, but just because you know, that this is his modus operandi. You know what to do. So you send the word and command it to be lifted. And then the Lord is showing you something else he uses as a forerunner. He says, I will send my fear before you. Thank you, Jesus. And I will cause confusion among all the people to whom you come, and I will make all your enemies turn their backs on you. They will begin to flee in terror. So as they gathered, as they obstructed, as they put things, it says, 
Now they have gone ahead. Now it's your turn. It's, and when you are going, don't go empty. When you are going, go prepared. Have the word in your mouth. But guess what? I will send my terror and my fear ahead of you. It will be that forerunner. By the time you arrive, you'll be looking for them. I thought there were some obstructions here. But because he had sent his fear, he had sent his terror. Listen to me. God is wanting to send fear ahead of you to whatever enemy, to demonic forerunners that have put obstructions in your way. He says, I will send my fear ahead of you. I will send just like John the Baptist was ahead, sent ahead of Jesus to make the way. I will send my fear ahead of you. By the time you arrive, you will just trample it underfoot. Hallelujah. I will send my fear before you. He sends angels before us. I will send my fear before you. In the same Exodus 23, 27 to 30. Let's see what I put down. Hallelujah. Yes. I, I, I'd already quoted that. So, number one. He will send what? Terror. He sends his word. Yes, I've read that scripture already. Sorry about that. And he will send terror. Hallelujah. Amen. Deuteronomy chapter 9 verse 3. Hallelujah. Amen. There are some forerunners. Amen. When we were praying, pastor said to us, what did he call us? Fire. Flames of fire. Some of us were saying baby fire. Because it says it's just a little, even if that fire you're carrying, it can cause an explosion. Deuteronomy chapter 9, verse 3. Therefore understand today that the Lord your God is he who goes over before you as a consuming fire. And he will destroy them and bring them down before you. So you shall drive them out and destroy them quickly as the Lord has said to you. And we are declaring today. Every demonic forerunner that ran ahead to prepare something that is supposed to bring destruction to us. God is saying to us that he will go ahead as a consuming fire. And you must remember that you he has made a flame of fire. And as you go, ah, already he has gone. Fire. And then you come with your own fire after that. So you need to know how to begin to speak. Everything that has been placed in our path. Everything the enemy has, has put for us to encounter. Hey, even the things we're celebrating today. Ah, ah, and then you just got married, eh? You just got married, huh? And you're celebrating. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. The enemy wants to shock you. <laughs> hmm. 
He wants to give you a good, a bad surprise. He wants to shock you. But you will shock him before he shocks you. You go ahead. Ah, honeymoon stage. That's the phase we're in. Honeymoon phase. And he's saying, enjoy the honeymoon phase. There's something waiting for you. I prepared a special wedding gift. Ah, I prepared a special wedding gift. The wedding gift is in form of a human. It is in form of a lady. That he's saying, I prepared. You will meet in front. And this honeymoon phase that you thought nothing, nothing, nothing can disrupt what we are feeling in this place. And then you go three years down the line. All of a sudden, you did not know that there was a foreigner, a demonic foreigner that allowed you while you were having fun. Says uh, there's something waiting for you. But today, a fire goes before you. Did I not tell you that if you knew certain things, you will not be where you are today? But it's not late. A fire goes. A fire goes. The fear of the Lord goes. The terror of the Lord goes before and ahead of you. I'm speaking over that marriage and any other marriage. I'm speaking directly by the Spirit to that marriage. I release the fire of God to that one that has been planted and set up for in the future to bring destruction. I release the fire, the consuming fire of God to consume you. Let the fire of God lick you up in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name. Aha, hallelujah. And then you are here saying, thank God I've been married for some time. Thank God we have gone past three years. We've, we've gone past ten years. Hey. Thank God. You did not know that the setup, the trap wasn't for the, the first three years. You did not know that when he set the trap, he was waiting for when the children are gone. You know, when you have become comfortable, I'm very comfortable with my husband. I'm comfortable. When, you know, when you've been in it long, you've become comfortable. You didn't know that. He said, ah, when men slept, when you are now comfy, when you are now sleeping, then he will now come. And then you'll be like, after 30 years, what more were you looking for? What, what else did I, what do you want? After 30 years, what is this? What you do not know is that the enemy had said something while you were celebrating day one. You were celebrating day one. And he went ahead 
to year 30. But we send the fire of God. Uh, some people are comfortable. I send the fire of God ahead of me into my marriage, into everything that concerns me, to my children's path in the name of Jesus. Let the fire of God go ahead of me, ahead of my family in the name of Jesus. Let it consume. Consume in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.